no shame in my name. Hi guys, you're now listening to episode 83 of the No Shame in My Name podcast. I'm your host Juliana and today we're joined by a special guest. Yomi Shode. Hi Yomi. I have to say it like that, innit? I have to, to kind of be like, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. I mean, what's going on? How are you doing, Julian? Are you all right? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, man. I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm getting, I'm getting in a mix of conversations and being in a space of this book at this moment. Do you know what I mean? So I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm in a good space, man. And yourself? How are you? How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm good. It's almost the end of the yeah. year. I can't believe it's September, but yeah, I'm well. Quarter four. I know. I know. And then next week, you know, it's holiday season. And then boom, we're, we're in the mix again for for another round. Mad, Literally. mad, yeah. mad, mad. Can you tell us more? I know you've mentioned um, the book that's coming out. Is that end of October or beginning of November? It's coming sooner than that, actually. It's it's, it's um, October, October 6th. Okay, um, cool book is out so depending depending on the point in which folks are listening right now you're either in the lead up to book to, to, to the to the book coming out or the book is already out which you should go get that yeah um, so it's 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 um yeah it's exciting i've been waiting i've been waiting a long time it's i spent a long time working on this on this on, on mannerism and to now get to a point where it's going to be out for people to it's going to be in their hands you know when something leaves your it leaves you it, it kind of flies the nest so to speak do you know what i mean and it, and it, and it, and then it's with other people you must get that feeling every time you kind of record a new episode and then you send it out you're like boy you can't call that back yeah you can't you can't maybe you could call it back and make it edit and upload again but when it's like something like a book and it's out that's that's it's out just you know what i mean and, and those are your thoughts those are your, your arguments into the world that's kind of out there so a lot of that is for me to kind of make sense of right now you know which in some days is cool and in some days is a struggle not gonna lie you know oh, i hear that for those of the listeners who might not know what mannerism is about could you give us like a, a synopsis of what drew you to write the book and yeah, what it's about. So I, I kind of, I found myself being in different spaces and I'm adapting to those spaces, like code switching every single time. So when I'm at work, I find myself sitting a bit more upright than usual. Do you know what I mean? I'm just not, my, my speech is different. You know, when I'm with, when I'm with my mum, my auntie or my uncle, I'm different. When I'm with the man, then I'm different. And it's almost like I'm never resting or my body's never resting in that sense because it's consistently shifting to different landscapes and peoples and environments and blah, 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 blah. And, and I wanted to really do, I just wanted to do some more research into that in terms of like, why is it that all of these things always happens? And then it linked me into art history in terms of the, the term itself. Mannerism is a, is a term that's coined from Italy in the 1600s. And mannerism just speaks to again just how one kind of looks into their own behaviors and like physically in in spaces how we respond to each other but i do innately feel like if you're from the manner like the ends the block there was a specific set of mannerisms that you grow with do you know what i mean that that are just different i wanted to explore that a lot more so it looks into art history it looks into grief and um, i lost a close family member and all of these different things I'm looking into and exploring is is in regards to black men and boys and those vulnerabilities and what comes from there. And I'm really proud of it, man. I'm really, 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 really proud of it. And 
I just look forward to sitting with some of my peoples them and just celebrating these moments because it's taken a it's been quite the journey to get to this point. It sounds like it's almost you're gifting something to yourself and your community at the same time. No, I'd like listen, I've got all my all all the different like I, I was just joking about um, I'm really serious when I was saying like to my friends and stuff beforehand I was just like oh it really gave me an opportunity to be a geek man like I'm geeking out some of my favorite tunes that I heard over the years I'm referencing like like you know I'm I'm grew up in South London so like Bagel King had to get mentioned do you know what I mean like there's certain things in there like that I had to just drop drop in there that is like quintessential either quintessential South London or quintessential Nige, you know, like the, the kind of like mm. those, those elements of being able to explore Yoruba in a way that I didn't think I, I could. I've given myself that kind of permission to, to use those references, those nuances, because I know I'm not alone and I shouldn't necessarily feel ashamed in, in, in sharing that. I had to grow through a period to kind of be confident and be comfortable to be able to talk about these things and share these things. Amazing. Where can people find it? Where can how can people get hold of the book? All bookstores. All bookstores is there mm-hmm. from from October sixth. For listings in terms of gigs, my Instagram, my Twitter, and people can just hit me up on my website, and I'm going to list them up all there. Amazing. Thanks for sharing that, and congratulations as well. I'm excited. Thank you for you and for all those who re- end up reading this. What sounds like is is a masterpiece from the way you break what? it down. What? Hey, that's too early, you know. That's too early. You can't. I don't mind it. I'm I'm all there for it. Do you know what I mean? It was a big. It was a big terms day, you know. Oh my days. So I guess I'm just going to get into the first question as this podcast is about names, which is what name are you bringing to the podcast today, and why? So I am bringing Abayomi Shode to the podcast, even though, yeah, for the most part, I don't, I don't, I feel like, listen, if you're Nigerian, you know, for the most part, it's not just the one name you have. This is like one of 16 names. This is, this is like, this is like one of like between nine to 16 names. If, if you're the lucky one, I say lucky, because if you get one between one and five, then maybe... You, you might think you're lucky. Actually, no, you might think you're lucky. But me, I'm just like, nah, nah, nah. They didn't take time. If you don't get at least, if you don't get a minimum of eight names, you need to go back and have a conversation with your family members a bit. You'll be like, right, where's my 15, where's my 15 names? You know what I mean? But yes, but for the purpose of this, I'm bringing this to the forefront. This is the name I'm bringing to the forefront. This name, man. What does that? What does your name mean? I guess. Well, if you know both of them, but what is the meaning of your the names that you brought? I forgot. Actually, I forgot that about part. And for anyone that's actually even listening, hit me up, man. But your me definitely is to be to remove, right? So, so your like to put a me like your me is to remove. Um, I can only assume that the about is to is is something a bit more kind of the omnipresence, be it God or something above, do you know what I mean? So, which for me would make sense in terms of like God removed me or da 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 do you know what I mean? I could be wrong. I could be very much wrong. But again, I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming all of these things. I, I appreciate that we're speaking now because recently my surname, I'm realizing more and more that Shade is actually, while is a very unique surname in itself, there's like not many pockets of communities that um, 
that have that surname. So in the last, maybe in the last two to three years, I've had people hit me up that are also Shades. And they're like, yo, fam, are we related? I'm like, yo, don't lie. Are we related? And then I would like, I'll ask my mom and my mom will have no clue about it. And my dad, we still connect from time to time. I'll drop him a line and he was just like, nope, you're not related to that person. And I'm like, all right, cool. There goes, there goes the dream. Because the thing is, I've always wanted to kind of branch out to find out what kind of family members are close to me. So then I recently found, I recently kind of clocked maybe about three or four days ago after someone actually DM'd me and was like, are we related? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, here we go again. But this one was seeming a bit more promising. And then I realized that um, there was different pockets of shoddies. In speaking with my dad, there's two main areas. And I'm from one specific area. And depending on the area that you're in, it's either pronounced with a sh or a so. It's S-O-D-E, right? But the pronunciations of it is different. And he's like, well, you're one, like for us, it's not the shot. And I was just like, no, nah, what are you saying to me right now? Because for the, <laughs> what kind of life revelation is this that you're telling me right now? Because for the longest time or for the, the most time, I've always assumed that I was a, I was a shot. This goes into knowledge and this goes into like context of information of family. Like if they don't tell you stuff, then you'll never know. Do you see what I mean? And you, I was, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit frustrated for the most part. Like this is, this is why it's always important to speak to the, the younger generations and to let them know about their history. Otherwise they just won't know what's going on. I'm like, oh, I've been running with show when, te when technically am I like a sodde? I'm like, wow. this was such a mind thing for me. Like I was like, nah, this isn't. If I could have flipped the table next to me at something at that point, I think I probably would have flipped the table. It is what it is, but it's good for me to be aware of that information now. It's good for me to be aware. And again, it's good for me to pass that on to my own kids, do you know what I mean, as they as they grow. And because in that one situation, I've got to really experience what it's like if you're not necessarily given the full facts or the full knowledge of your history. That's so interesting. What led you to that? Was it the fact that family members or supposed family members were reaching out to you that led you on that yeah, journey? Yeah, yeah. It was, it was. Like, you know, like this, the, the girl, she was mad excited. She was just like, yo, hey, I'm in South London. Here's my family. Here's my dad, my auntie, my siblings. Boom, 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 boom. And we're from this part of Nigeria. And I was like, yo, this could be, I even, listen, when I tell you, when I saw the picture of the granddad, the way I'm zooming into this guy's nose, eyes, everything, just to be like, rah, does Donnie look like my granddad? Like, could there be something here? Are they connected? And only to find out that um, we're not connected. There was this hopeful light in the first instance. And then it just dimmed when we found out the truth, which was unfortunate, just what I mean. And because I wasn't born in England, I was born in Nigeria. I arrived, I arrived in England around eight and nine. And I think what I was for the long, for the only child, I've got half sisters in the States, but for the, for the most part, it's just been me. The idea of having like relatives in in London, apart from the cousins that I know, gasses me. I'm just like, what? Where can we get this cracking? Like, where? And I think there's always like a, no matter what age I am, I will always long for that, if you know what I mean, because I've always known what it's like to live on your own for the longest time. I love that you've actually, like, ended up speaking to your father and, like, finding out 
what is true for your name? How did that feel for you? <laughs> It'll always be annoying, if I'm honest. It'll always be annoying because elders, elders, I don't know how you how you find elders in it, but elders would do a couple of things. You, you, you bring some new, you bring some knowledge or some, you bring a query to them. They answer the query. And then you're like, but how come you didn't just tell me this like time ago? And then in typical elder fashion, they'll just be like, ah, but you did not ask. He's just like, rah, hold on. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> that, that, do you know that, 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 but you did not ask. Stories live because they're passed on. You know, the oratory of this is very important. I think as, as younger generations, one of our sole purposes should be to gather as much information as possible from our elders in order to pass it on. The more, the more about our own histories we know, the more powerful we feel as we enter the world. And there comes a point where I don't want to look at Google in order to find out about my own history. It's twofold. It's almost like I'm, in, I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place sometimes because if I know that my grandma or my dad or my mum or X, Y, Z, they're not going to tell me something willingly, then that means every day I must knock on their door to just be like, all right, cool. Tell me about this point in time in your life. Tell me about yeah. this point in time of your life. So maybe it's my own internal battle where I'm just like, Right, one day you should just wake up and come and speak to me. Do you know what I mean? Versus, you know what? They're never going to do that. So really and truly, at some point, you just need to just swallow your pride and just start speaking to them and find out as much as you can find out. So I kind of, I, 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 I'm between both worlds a lot of the time. I'm not going to lie. The stubborn part of me is on the latter part. It's on the first part in terms of just like... No, you lot should come and speak to me. But and that's how we lose stories. That's how erasure happens very easily. That's something for me to be aware of that I know already. It's just for me to action, you know? You kind of highlighted already the importance of personal stories. Um, and I guess asking questions that's frustrating as it might be, or perhaps enlightening as well. Just going back to your first name, actually. Do you know the story behind why you were given this name? No, I do know that um, I do know that I'm Yomi Junior. My dad is Yomi Senior. You're gonna take my name. That's how it's gonna be. <laughs> nothing more, nothing less, rude boy. Um, <laughs> I do, I do know that. And maybe that is a question for me to ask him. I'm just like, well, why not? Why was I named that? Why were you named that type of thing? Mm. Why was that your name? And I guess it it it, it, it opened the floor for that kind of intergenerational conversation to happen. Uh, do you know that there is a a name book? Um, it happened with my family on my dad's side. I don't know how many families it happens with in, in Nigerian households, but there's a selection of names. Of the names that are not chosen, they go into a book. And the idea is that book is then passed on to the child when the child is old enough and should they have children then they have a reference book of the names that wasn't chosen for the individual themselves and then they have that list and then they then write another list of names they pick one and of the names that's not chosen they then add that on and they that that book then holds until that child now grows and, and you see how it passes on, if you know what I mean. So there's like a whole heap of names that I that that were passed on to me when I became a father, and we then chose some names, 
and of the names that we didn't pick, we then added that on to that those names were then added on to the to the to the book. And then you kind of watch the book as it as it ages. Um, and these names just stayed within there, if you know what I mean. Um, so that's quite cool, and that's a that's a neat bit of history. But then I found out about that history at a very, very, very late stage. It's something to know that, like, you hold history and something that you know that when you get to a certain point in your life, this this name book is going to be passed to you. Bottom line is, in relation to the book, I mean, not, not the name book, but my own book, Mannerism, mm-hmm. and this history talk, I think when we start to realise a lot of things about whether it's our history, then I, I, there's very little chance of looking outwardly for some form of inspiration or hope or stories or something to build self-esteem. I think that there's enough pride that we would have accumulated in knowing about our history, in knowing about our identity, that we can just take into the world. And sometimes that's the most scariest thing for people. So a very neat way that I do that now is that my eldest, he's eight. How, however big the stage that I step on, he always comes with me. And he would, I want him to embrace that stage because I know that at some point he's going to grow and I don't want him to ever feel like he can't occupy places. You know, I, I mentioned this, I mentioned this on several occasions and, all, and I mentioned it in different platforms because it's something that, that, that I wanted to, to last, you know, that's something that's very passionate to me. And that's my version of just my, like, and that's my own version of him growing within his own identity to be like, listen, you can't tell me what stages I can't step on because I know what stages I was stepping on when I was eight years old. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, that's part of that legacy growing, you know? When I was 11, 12, the last thing I would ever do is think to, to take is to take Joel off to school or wear like my Niger kit to like school because I'll be ridiculed. Like I'll be cast. Like you just being African just wasn't the one. Wait, where did you go? Do you see what I mean? Did you go up in South London? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Like it was after I don't like around around like you're talking. Were you talking like ninety between say like ninety eight? No, between like 97 to like 2000 or 2001 or what have you. Mm-hmm. Being, and even younger than that, like earlier years, like being African wasn't necessarily the in thing. Like you don't, like right now I'm a bit envious. People all doing shaku, all, all these folks like on their, on their, on their whiskey hype. Folks are going into, folks are wearing, they're doing the most. The folks are doing the m- most. Like the Azonto on one day is this on another day. It's like, like I, I, I was like, raw is life. I would love, love, love to do that. Like I would have loved to have the confidence to just go into school. Like the way my boy just goes into school proudly, like wearing, wearing like his Nigerian top or what have you like that. And yeah, everyone is bigging him up or whatever it is, is what it is, singing along to Afrobeat in a car. Do you know what I mean? Like he's, 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 he's on it and I'm proud. And I think in seeing how that's changed over time, I'm a bit envious of it sometimes. So I feel like I would have loved to be this then or whatever it is. Cause it almost felt like I had to kind of shove it down when I was younger. And so I guess I almost relive parts of it like right now. 
I just want to bring up your poem stretch. I know you've written it a few years ago, but it's the reason <laughs> why I, I initially had to reach out to you because I was like, this is Big amazing. So, so good. Um, for anyone who hasn't listened to it, you should check it out. But has have your experience changed from that point till now in regards to how people receive your name? I feel like, hmm, I feel like post-George Floyd, you you could argue that some people are a bit more attentive to these kind of nuances. So it's almost like the kind of the microaggressions. The racism is one thing, but then when we kind of kind of when we when we spread this out a bit more, there's like bias, there's microaggressions, there's there's institutional racism, there's like there's so many different things to look at, right? And getting someone's name wrong, stretching their name, completely remixing their name. Those are the worst ones. Remixing their names is a mad microaggression. It's mad passive. Mad passive aggression. And for me, I don't experience it as much anymore than I than, than back a day when I used to experience it. And I guess the only difference for me now is before... I I wouldn't necessarily challenge it too tough. Now, if you try to remix, stretch, try to even put a dent in any parts of my name, I'm going to call it out immediately and I'll say something because I just don't want to sit with that anymore. I don't deserve to sit with that anymore, I don't think. Because before, I used to kind of hold it back, but who was it benefiting? Kindly, what happens now is people ask me, they ask me how to pronounce my name. Because I've had my name remixed in so many ways, like spelt in so many ways. An email, like last week, someone actually put yummy as in Y-U-M-M-Y. I was like, ah, wow. <laughs> in big 2022, you're going to Y-U-M-M-Y me. Like I am, <laughs> like I am, like I am, what am I? What am I? Harry Bowles. What am I? Like yum yums. Like what? What is this? Do I have candy floss written all over me or something? Like what is? <laughs> you're going to you're going to sweeten out my name. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Um, but it was a slip up of the of the of the of the person that sent the email because they know. Like immediately they go back to me. They were just like raw. Like, I'm sorry, like, I don't know where mm. that came from. I'm like, mm. I don't know where that came from either because it was not in, it's not even the box that you added letters to my name. <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, that was like, so I don't, yeah, I don't know where that came from. So I feel like I'm less offended by it. It depends the, the space in which it comes from as well. Um, mm. But yeah, 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 that's how, that's how I'm seeing it right now. Wow. I, f- I feel like there's a space for like, so for some people, do you find that people find three. that people remix your name sometimes and stuff? Do you know what? When I was growing up, it would be my last name because my first name Juliana. That's like yeah, fairly simple. I mean, they might add an, an N where it's not meant to be, but I'm pretty relaxed with that one. But with my last name, when I was growing up in school, we would get you know all sorts of remixes. Not only not just from like teachers and superiors, if you can call them that, but from like peers as well. Who who weren't yeah, Nigerian? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. I've yeah to some extent I've experienced you know that or I've seen it with other people. I'm like oh no, like this is how you say their name. Yeah, but yeah. I yeah I've just found some people literally like their tongue 
I mean, like, I guess it's like a teaching thing. You have to literally, like, almost show them, oh, this is how you say it. I think it is possible. I'm I'm getting tired of that, though. I'm getting tired of, like, Rob, why do I have to show you these things? Like, the thing is, if people now try and mash up my name, I'm not even... I just look at them. I look at them. I just look at them. Yeah, I look at them. I look at them once. They look, they'll be like, what? What? I just keep looking. What have I done? What? And then when when sense now becomes common, then they'll just be like, oh, okay, sorry. I'm like, how? We, we shall move. Because I'm just like, there's no, um, yeah, I just don't know if there's a need to just keep. Because I get, I get tired, man. You just repeat yourself. You repeat yourself. You say the same thing. You say the same thing. That's what I guess that's one of the main things in regards to this book. I'm like, what I don't want to find myself putting, what I don't want to put myself in a situation of is having to repeat myself. I don't want to explain why some of these arguments I'm making. I feel like you've gone, you've broken down like your sense, the sentiments and the history around why names are important. Um, to you in, and in your family as well. I just want to ask you a question, like, I guess it's a kind of final question, which I ask everyone, but um, what do you want the world to know about your name or names in general? If there was like a final sort of statement that you you could leave with the listeners or, yeah, beyond, what would it be? I think a name, it holds you. There's grounding in it. Africans don't play with names. Listen. That name there is the equivalent of an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar. Yeah, you, you, they give you that name, then you're meant you're meant to walk headstrong with that name. You know, often people pray for inspiration, for a way forward. People seek therapy in terms of venting out and talking about some things. And I think sometimes, for some people, the answer might lie in what the name is, what your name means. And sometimes that can be a, a great starting point for your way forward. Because I know that I've found that it's kind of moved me in many ways. As I've just experienced with my own, with my parents, that, oh, the, the pronunciation of my surname is not how I actually thought it was. Um, I'm still a firm believer for those that don't necessarily feel like they have a meaning to their name, that I think something could be looked into their own character, what they believe of their character to be. And those things can be attributed to not only their names, but to themselves as well, to kind of seek them and kind of push them forward. The take home is that a name can carry you very, very, very far if you trust and lean into it as much as possible. Thank you so much, Romy, for sharing all of this. Like, it's been so wonderful to hear from you. Awesome. Thank you for thank you for the time. And I hope you're keeping the ums in the dance. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hope. Yeah, do you know I what? Hope, I'm going to try it. <laughs> yeah, I hope you. Yeah, for the listeners that don't know what that means, that's fine. That's a little in joke between me and Juliana. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's I've got to keep my own unique <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> Juliana knows what I'm talking about. Do you know what I mean? That's it. That's all. That's all it needs to be. Done. Done. Romeo, done. Thank you for listening to the No Shame In My Name podcast. Until the next time. Bye.
don't forget to like, share and follow our content. We're on Instagram at No Shame In My Name Pods.